Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. Today's topic, attending church. What's the point? Why should we belong and participate in a Christian assembly? For one thing, God does not have a one-child family. The author of Hebrews writes, For it is fitting that he, speaking about Jesus Christ, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies, that's Jesus, and those who are sanctified, that's us, all have one source. That is why he's not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers, and in the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. The Bible does not teach spiritual isolationism. Instead, it teaches a mutual interdependence of believers. Interdependence, then, is God's intention for all Christians. It is foundational to healthy Christian living and essential to spiritual maturity. Accordingly, membership in a church is not an optional extra for the Christian. It is a central part of the Christian experience. It is a command to be obeyed. Belonging to Christ involves belonging to his body, the church, since God's spiritual family takes visible expression in local congregations of believers. To belong to Christ in practice, then, means to belong to and support loyally a local church, a local gathered assembly of Christians. The Acts of the Apostles relates the life of the early church. We read of people coming to the Lord and immediately being added to the local fellowship of believers. As the early church grew, the believers formed close-knit, interdependent groups. Listen to these descriptions from the Word of God. When the people heard this, that is Peter's sermon, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them. And those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Acts 2, verses 23 through 47. Almost all of the New Testament letters were written to particular churches, such as Paul to the church of God in Corinth, or Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints of in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. This is repeated many times in the New Testament. One of the greatest means of spiritual growth has been provided by God in the establishment of His church. According to the Bible, a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is automatically joined to Christ the Lord and to every other believer in a bond of life. We need to remember that each local church is the universal church meeting in that particular place. Biblically, to belong to the church of God is to be identified with and intimately related to a body of believers which assembles in some particular place. 
I want to consider with you some of the principal reasons for identification with a biblical assembly of believers and regular attendance at the services of worship and instruction. First of all, it's essential to belong to the church of God at a particular place because the church is an essential part of the purpose of God. In Scripture, this purpose is to make His salvation known to the whole world through a redeemed community. In establishing the covenant of grace, the Lord calls out a people for His namesake. God says, in a number of places, I shall be their God, and they shall be my people, Hebrews 18. In the New Testament period, Jesus began to create the new Israel, the church. For her, he died, arose, and ascended into heaven. And from heaven, he endowed her with the gift of his spirit. God's purpose is to make his wisdom known through his church and to glorify himself in his people. A second reason for belonging to a church is to confess our faith. Confession of faith in Christ is extremely important. Romans 10 verses 9 and following reads, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. We confess faith in Jesus Christ in the waters of baptism and through our verbal testimony of faith in Christ and of his work in our lives. But another way of confessing our faith is by taking our stand alongside fellow believers in a local assembly. A united confession of faith, especially on the outworking of the Christian life in relationship to other believers, is a powerful testimony to Jesus Christ the Lord. Another reason for attending church and being involved in its life is so you can be a better servant for Christ, a more faithful Christian. One major purpose of the fellowship of believers meeting together is mutual encouragement. The author of Hebrews writes, not staying away from our worship meetings as some habitually do, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Some people claim they're not strong enough or holy enough to belong to the church. However, we do not belong and do not join a church as a reward. Belonging to an assembly of Christians is an admission of need. The church is a discipleship school for learning the teachings and ways of Christ. It's a nursery for the care of the weak. It's a hospital for the healing of the sick and wounded. It's a crucible for the developing of Christian character. A fourth reason for participating in a church is in order to fulfill the Christian task in the world. It was to the church that the Lord Jesus gave the commission to evangelize the world. Christ has placed his people under a commission of disciple-making through evangelism, baptism, and teaching. One who avoids the church avoids the responsibility Christ has placed upon every believer. Alone, we cannot accomplish the task, but together we can make a great contribution. And finally, gratitude is an essential ingredient in Christian living. We should belong to a church out of thankfulness to the Lord Jesus, the head of the church. He purchased a people by his most precious blood. Jesus shed his blood for the church, and God is saving a people for his namesake. The church expresses his saving mission in the world. Christ and the church go together. He who loves one loves the other. To ignore a true Christian church is to ignore the apple of Christ's eye. He established it on earth, 
and purchased it with his own blood. Jesus also established her ordinances and gave her her leadership and its teaching in his holy word. The proper Christian attitude toward the church is ably expressed in a hymn by Timothy Dwight. I love your kingdom, Lord, the house of your abode, the church our blessed Redeemer saved with his own precious blood. I love your church, O God, her walls before you stand, dear as the apple of your eye, engraven on your hand. A contemporary composition by Chris Anderson reads, I love the church, the flock bought with Christ's blood, sheep gone astray he found and brought to God. Guarded and fed by shepherds he provides, we follow Christ, secure and satisfied. May Christ be praised, preeminent, adored. I love the church because I love her Lord. Ephesians 5.25 says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. If Christ loved the church that much, how can we neglect her gatherings for worship? If you've been negligent in this area, I urge you in the name of Jesus, get to church, be with other believers, grow in your faith, bear witness to Christ, take a stand and confess him and strive together with other believers who are striving to live for God in this world. Psalm 84, 2 says, My soul longs, yes, longs for the courts of the Lord. May we also treasure the congregation of God's people and be found there wherever she gathers. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember Christ loves the church. Do you?